Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 264. I'm recording this in the morning. Actually, it is the afternoon on Saturday, although this is for Friday, which was yesterday. As I've said before, I don't like recording this the day after the day that I'm talking about, reflecting on, but sometimes it happens. And last night it was because, and this isn't to make excuses, it's just to explain. It happened because I was just pooped. It had been a full week. Not a bad week, not an exhausting week like the week before, just a full week. And um, I think I was lights out at by 1030. I, I was just so pooped. And that was that. Uh, did the dishes and went to bed. No time to record. But it is a good time to record right now, although I would have liked to have done it earlier today, but again, I was pooped. I slept till about noon, so it's about 1.30, and uh, I thought this was a good time to record. I'm coming to you from my favorite place, which is my back patio screened-in porch, and this afternoon is a reminder that my days of sitting here and praying and reading and recording are limited. We had a pretty good cold front come through yesterday, dropping temperatures from the upper 80s to just in the 60s today, but it feels good. It's overcast. Don't think we're going to get any rain, not much breeze, but it feels good. It feels fresh, a good day to open the windows and the screen doors and just allow this time of year, which is fall, by the way, later today, to allow this time of year to, uh, to enter and to enter with grace and with a sense of transition, literally, in the air. But I'm glad you're here with me today. And yesterday, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm very grateful that you're here with me to hear all about it. So yesterday morning, I was um, looking at my news updates on my phone. Isn't it interesting how we don't talk about newspapers anymore? There are newspapers in quotes, I guess, that exist. New York Times, Washington Post, and LA Times, and and plenty of others. But they're really calling themselves now news organizations because the idea of a paper on the breakfast table is, I think, almost completely a thing of the past. At least for me, it has been for quite a while. So as I was looking at my news feeds, which sounds so 21st century, doesn't it? As I was looking at my news feeds over breakfast, I came across a story that made me smile. Now, this isn't always the case, as I'm sure you know, dear listener, that there is certainly no shortage of bad news, aggravating news, crazy news, and so forth. But this was good news. It was regarding the Google Doodle of the day yesterday. Now, if you're not familiar with the Google Doodle, that is the name for uh, the little uh, changes, or not really little changes, the big changes that Google will do on their search home page. You know, if you put in google.com, the page that comes up, which is where you can search for, you know, whatever you're searching for. And from time to time, you probably know they have changed that doodle. That's what they call it. And, um, 
most of the time it's to honor a historical event and or sometimes the birth of a person um, usually you know a fairly obscure person that they want to highlight a scientist a philosopher something an entertainer something along those lines and a lot of the times it, it, if you click on it it just takes you to um, a Google search on that person although sometimes they'll have little games you can play and you know there's different different things but yesterday's Google Doodle was particularly heartwarming it, because it was remembering the 51st anniversary of Mr. Rogers's first recording. Now, it's not the 51st broadcast of Mr. Rogers. Uh, astute listeners who have been with me on this podcast for quite a while can actually go back into my um, history, into my library. I was going to do it ahead of time before I started recording this so I could give you the actual number, but there is an early episode probably back in February or March, the 30s or the 40s episode numbers where I reflect on Mr. Rogers's 50th episode of um, broadcast. And then this past summer, I know that there was an episode where I reflected on seeing won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary that came out this past summer. So I'm a fan, all right? I will even use my, um, my son's anime language and say that I'm a fanboy. Or is that a fan man? Fanboy. Less rhyme to it, I guess. Regardless, um, yesterday this Google Doodle was honoring Mr. Rogers. And what was really cool about it was that if you clicked on the Doodle... It opened up a video, and not just any video, but a really great video, a claymation animation, stop motion animation of the opening of Mr. Rogers' show, the Won't You Be My Neighbor song, and uh, a very um, a rever revised, let's say, inspired um, by the original opening, but definitely um, tweaked and, and um, improved from the, um, the, the opening that you might be familiar with, with the models and the kind of the zoom in on the neighborhood and the trolley and so forth. I'm not going to give away what is what was in the doodle, what is in the doodle. I will try to post it on my Facebook page as well as on, um, I'll try to tweet it out as well. I'm, I'm sure it resides somewhere uh, on the internet it, because I know it was a very popular um, video yesterday. So, um, not only did I watch it and smile, but I showed it to my students. And I, I like to um, begin class sometimes, not every day, with something going on in the world. And I did this last year as a let's pray for this. And quite honestly, I think I, I kind of lost, uh, I, I think I kind of lost the thread of what I was trying to do. Last year, I, 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 was, I was becoming too political with this. I was showing things that were critical of what is going on in our country right now. And I, I even got some negative feedback, um, blowback, if you will, um, about doing that. So I really have tried this year to, number one, not do that, not bring in current events, so to speak, that are not in line with what I am explicitly teaching in the class or what is in the scope and sequence. We call it the framework for the class. But when I do, and I've only done it a few times, 
I make sure that it's good news, that it's news that will make us smile and warm our hearts instead of gritting our teeth and clenching our fists, like I think so much of what I showed last year um, did. Um, so this Mr. Rogers Google Doodle was really, I think, right there in what was a good thing to show. And it's kind of funny because this generation of kids, um, they, they didn't grow up on Mr. Rogers. In fact, a few of them knew who he was. In fact, some didn't even know who he was. One, one girl said, who is that? Who is this guy? But what they do know, and, and this I thought was kind of a sign of the times, is they do know Mr. Rogers' puppet, one of his puppets, Daniel the Tiger, which if you saw the Won't You Be My Neighbor film, um, really is, is sort of, was, was Fred Rogers' first puppet, and also in some ways really his alter ego, um, that that was really kind of the way that he channeled his inner child into the broadcast and, and also in the ways that he interacted at times with, with children. Um, just as an aside, if you watch that documentary, um, there is an amazing scene with Daniel the Tiger Puppet and a, one of the human cast members right after the um, assassination of Bobby Kennedy. And Daniel the Tiger asked this cast member, I've been hearing this about assassination. What does that mean? And it's, it's just one of the most phenomenal scenes that you'll ever see on children's television and, and, and certainly even on television in general. So I highly, highly recommend that you check out the documentary, which is probably streamable and on DVD and Blu-ray at this point. But back to uh, the doodle. So I showed it yesterday, and it was the tiger, Daniel the Tiger, that my students recognize the most because there is on PBS, I don't know if it's still broadcasting or airing, but a Daniel the Tiger um, show specifically about him. And, and that's what my students, you know, who were born, these particular freshmen were born in 2003. Amazing to me sometimes, but I have a daughter who's a freshman and that's the year she was born. I was there. And, um, it's uh, so so it was it was neat to see how they connected, but I think, and I think I said this just recently on the podcast that I think this idea of neighborliness is vital for our time. You know, I I've shared here I think about how I begin my class, my bell ringer, so to speak, with um, the Bing image showing that up on the board, and I, I feel like that is just a, a really it's been successful, and if we get tired of it or it wears runs its course. We won't, we'll do something else. But um, I tell the students to turn not to their partner or their seatmate because they're sitting next to each other. Desks are, are, there's two desks right next to each other, sh literally shoulder to shoulder. I say, turn to your neighbor. And I, I'm very explicit and careful in saying it that way because, again, I think it's so essential that we reflect on that. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we forget, and, and I, I think it's to our peril as Christians, that we forget that the great commandment uses the word neighbor in it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And in Luke's gospel, the, the hearer of that, the, the religious leader who comes to Jesus and, and, and asks that question about the greatest commandment, Jesus replies, with love your neighbor, love God with all your heart, all your soul, love your neighbor as yourself. This religious leader asks the logical question, who is my neighbor? And the answer to that is the Good Samaritan parable. 
only in Luke's gospel and told only in that context. And while there's various ways of interpreting that parable, I think the clearest one and the most obvious one really is the neighbor is the one who we encounter who is in need, the one who is in our path, who is in need, whoever that might be and however we define path. And with the internet and the globalization of everything right now, our neighbor whom we could help, who is in our path, who is in our news feed or our Twitter feed or our Instagram feed is whomever is in need and however we can reach out to that person, especially if that person is in a category of persons who we call the other, who is different than us, who has a different um, background, a different skin color, a different story than our own. That is who we need to be caring for. And I think so sadly, we've, we've lost that. And, and, I, and I think so many Christians have forgotten that, that the neighbor is no longer that person in need, especially the other, that it's just become their own identity and their own tribe and their own people within their own walls of their own church, whatever that might be, wherever that might be. So I think showing Mr. Rogers, celebrating Mr. Rogers, using the language and the vocabulary of neighbor and talking about hospitality and neighborliness is vital for our time, that we're not going to overcome this tribalism. We're not going to follow Christ as he wants us to follow him unless we revitalize and put that first and foremost. And remember, in the Good Samaritan, who is the one who comes to the aid? Not the ones who are in the tribe of most of Jesus' hearers. Remember, the two religious leaders walk right by the man by the side of the road. But it's the other. It's the Samaritan. It's the hated one. It's the Al-Qaeda member. It's the, um, it's the ISIS member. It's the terrorist. It's the immigrant, the undocumented person, whomever is the other in our time. It is he or she who is the only one that cares for the dying man by the side of the road. So in conclusion, what does neighborliness mean to you? How are you striving to be a good neighbor to those around you, but also to reach out to your neighbor, your literal neighbor perhaps in your neighborhood, or even beyond that, the neighbors that you see around you and encounter in your day-to-day life, whether that's in person or on your news feeds or your Twitter feeds or wherever. So as always, thanks for listening, for being here. Blessings and peace.